This is episode 121 for Tuesday, January 9th, 2018, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we will be reviewing brewing kits. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Chris, and together with Travis, Sawyer, and Powers, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. All right, welcome to another episode of Brew Styles. We're in studio, well, in and out of studio for a yeah, little yeah. bit. We'll be, uh, I don't know, taking a lot of breaks or powers will be just stepping out every 15 minutes. <laughs> That's the laugh of powers. One-tenth of hops every 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> One-tenth I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Joined today by Powers. How you doing, Powers? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm brewing beer for the first time ever. For the first time ever. Yes. On Simul Brew. On Simul Brew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got my timer here for when I need to be doing my hop additions um, in my Fantastic. little one gallon small batch of beer. But we could talk about that later. Yeah. Also um, joined today by Sawyer. What up? How are you, Sawyer? I'm great. Actually, drinking today. I am drinking wow. today. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> I've had a lot to drink today. No, not really. Well, starting with some vodka. Oh, well, you're going to go then, back that far. Then a couple of small pours of homebrew. Yeah. Those ancient times, man. It was a small pour of vodka also, to be fair. It was it half really of a was. bottle. Not of that. Not a big the, bottle. <laughs> it was bottle. a bottle. I didn't it say was it was a size bottle. It was an eighth. It was a bottle. It was an eighth or a fifth. And you put half of that bottle of vodka in your coffee. Uh, that was not very good. <laughs> Never heard of somebody putting <laughs> vodka in your coffee before. Yeah, well, it's not good. Don't do it. Whiskey, yes, but vodka. it's hard to get it down. It is. <laughs> also joined today by Travis. Hey, everybody. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing good. And Fratto just walked in the door. Hi. Anyway, so today we are talking about brew kits. We'll get there in a second. First, let's say thank you to our listeners. Hey, listeners. Thank you. Uh, this this episode will be a little bit <laughs> a little bit different uh, than what we've done in the past, but hopefully still entertaining. We have uh, a few different brew kits that we're brewing from today that we're going to talk about and compare them, compare and contrast, Compart- if you yes. will. Uh, we didn't do a Venn diagram. Those are not helpful on audio only no, podcasts. No, nope. but that, that's how you compare and contrast when you're in school. You do a Venn diagram. That's mm-hmm. true. We didn't do that though. But, but that's we're not okay. in school. No, so. we're not. 
You can learn today, though. I feel like our Venn diagram would be like, <laughs> like all of your guys' circles would <laughs> all of your guys' circles would be pretty interlocking, while mine would be like forty yards down the field that way. <laughs> yours is the only one that had beer making ingredients. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, again, I like the beer. <laughs> I do like beer. Well, uh, I feel like we have a lot to talk about, so we're going to forego the uh, the brews and the news. Yes. Because Sawyer was not prepared for that today, but that's okay. Nope. That's fine. I, my brain has just been going 90 miles an hour ever since I started helping Powers with this kit. <laughs> I have so many things that I want to say. It's awful. <laughs> Lots of hot sports opinions over here. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Except for that all the opinions seem to be pretty similar. Yes, probably so. Yeah. Anakin. It's a podcast cat. Anakin. Uh, so anyway, there's five of us here today, and we did five mm-hmm. brews. Yep. It was Quint Brew Day. Uh, probably the biggest brew day we've ever had. Yeah. As far as I can remember, yeah. yes. Because we've done double us, brew days several times. We've done triple brew days. One, we did a, so quad, we a quad. But this was a Quint Brew Day, which yes. was... Uh, and I think we we timed it pretty well. Yeah. Because um, the bottleneck always happens on the chilling end. Yeah. I bought a splitter. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have But nobody brought an hose. extra hose. So. A text message group with six people in it. He says, hey, guys, I bought a splitter. <laughs> and none of the other five of us, well, one of us didn't come. So none of the other five, four of us thought, oh, extra I hose. should bring the hose to put on the splitter. Yeah. Whoops. So we still had a little bit of a bottleneck, but we staggered start times every 30 minutes-ish. So um, I it worked s- out okay. Yeah, like you started first, but like... I yeah, I started, really heating, weird. I started heating at 9, and I was done around 1. Yeah. Um, and it's 4.30 now, and Powers is the only one still going. But he started last, like on purpose. Last, last yes. Uh, so we could talk about his kit. Um, but I guess first we should just say what kits we brewed. Yes. So, Powers, tell us the story behind how you got your kit. All right. So, my kit was a Christmas present from my fiance. Uh, it is the Brooklyn Brew Shop Everyday IPA kit. It is the beer making kit. Um, and by that I mean <laughs> it, makes it is called Beer Making Kit. The yeast is called beer making yeast. The grain is called beer making mix. Um, <laughs> it is it is basically just supposed to be for people like me, uh, where you are able to take that kit with whatever you have in your kitchen, just like a, a you know st- like a pot and a strainer and a funnel. You're supposed to be able to take that and just go. And we had some interesting times with it uh but i think we're i'm gonna let everybody else introduce theirs because i have to go add hops in two minutes and 45 seconds how many hops do you have to add 0.1 ounces of hops this is a one gallon kit all right so it's just Hmm. meant to be so hold on have you added any 0.1 additions yet yes I've. how many how many pellets is well actually the pellets are smaller too oh is it like paradise seeds (laughs) one add one seed Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Make sure you crush them with a bottle of an empty beer bottle. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this was a Christmas present. It is meant to be for beginners, and we will talk about its viability for beginners uh, coming up soon. 
All right, Sawyer, you All had right. the next simplest. Well, I, I guess I shouldn't even say that. I but don't know. Anyway. Simple. No. But there was nothing simple. About no. It. <laughs> I had to make a trip to the dollar store to get it done. No. <laughs> That's going to be a drop, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> dollar store. <laughs> anyway. That's what she said. <laughs> and what are y'all laughing at? Frado's on the uh, Brooklyn Brewers site. Oh, no. Looking at all the beer making kits. <laughs> That's a beer making stout beer kit. <laughs> Don't die. Milk stout beer making. Mix. All right. Yes. So I did a extract kit from Texas Brewing Inc. Uh, and it's their Imperial Blonde Ale. Yes, I did say Imperial Blonde <laughs> Ale. And yes, it's that Imperial Blondale that I call not purple. But it wasn't Imperial enough for you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the very first time that it I did this huge. one, my OG was 1100 Now, oh that's not what they look for. No. The OG is like 1070 Yeah, 1070 was written on the side of yeah. the box. 1070 is already pretty big. Yeah. And somehow we got that to work. I don't know how, but I don't know. <clears throat> it was really strange. Anyways, so today... Brew it again. What, you're not going to talk about the second time? Okay. When it was like 3% Imperial? You're right. You're right. I should back up. <laughs> I brewed this a couple more times as an all grain, and it did not turn out very well. Uh, the first time, the flavor was there, but the alcohol was not. The second time, which is when I brewed it for Frado's wedding. But the I think the problem was... Not only that it had not really fermented and gotten any alcohol, but all the paradise seeds and especially the agave. <laughs> it sounds like a drop that I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> all the agave nectar just really hit on that sweetness of a, a 9% beer that turned out 3% with hey added sugar. It's hop edition time. Go for it. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So yeah. this is four, right? This is number, number yeah. four. Technically, it's number four. So I decided to do it as an extract again, like the first time. Maybe thinking that I could hit that 1100. <laughs> <laughs> however. However, even after one pound of corn sugar. and It was not originally included with the kit. No, that came with the kit. Oh, it did? Yeah. Okay. I thought you bought an addition, too. Nope. Okay. And seven and a half pounds of extract. <laughs> <laughs> It still wasn't enough. So I had to make a trip over to the family dollar store and pick up a four-pound bag (laughs) of sugar. (laughs) And we nearly dumped almost all of it in there. You should have just gone for the gold. So there's probably about (laughs) almost five pounds of sugar in there. In addition to the seven and a half pounds of LME. Right. And so now I hit 1090, 1095. That's Still not 1100. No, it wasn't, but I had to pull it because I needed quantity. So, Okay, so after having tried to recreate this twice, mm-hmm. do you have any idea what you did the first time in order to get that result? No. I, I mean, the only thing that I did differently was that I did that one on my stove. What kind of extract was the first one? Dry or liquid? Uh, it was liquid, just like mm-hmm. it was today. Like it's the exact same kit. Oh, weird. Yeah, but the all the all grain ones, I'm gonna just go ahead and say dough balls. I, the mashing had to been you yeah. had to have had terrible have, mash efficiency. I didn't have any dough balls. 
or I, or just plain match efficiency. Well, yeah, you know, it has maybe. a lot more to do with. There's I, a lot I, of I don't variables. Know. I mean, I don't, I don't. Yeah, there are a lot of Either variables. That or but the, God, to to have like a thirty percent or the yeah. the yeast crapped out. It could that be. Too. Well, which is what I think happened with the Fratos wedding beer because it didn't yeah. ferment out all oh. the way. Mm-hmm. It was a sugary mess. Yeah, what what really uh bad. what yeast was? Do you remember? It was the Y yeast. Some the kind of ale yeast. Some kind of ale yeast. I'm using a safe ale or saf ale 05 for this one. So, so it was one of the like 1900. Similar to that. That's but then, but Stubby one. was out of stock with the Y yeast, so that's why I didn't use it this time. Or else I would have gone with that. So. All right, so Travis, what yeah. uh, kit did you do today? I did not do a kit. Oh. oh I no. created my recipe from, not scratch, but from Jamil's book. Brewing classic styles, which I am still <laughs> very diligently trying to brew my way through. I'm getting better. And now that I have lager capabilities, I can actually do the first like five chapters. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's kind of neat. But I uh, today I did the winter Christmas spice specialty ale. It's mm. not Christmas. It's not. But it's still winter for another that's two months. So true. Well, in Texas, like it's winter. Fe- winter was February. last week. But but January February is our pretty much traditional yeah yeah, yeah. winter time. So I, I put the recipe uh, together from that book, and it's uh, supposed to be a good eight eight and a half percent beer. And rather than having twenty five pounds of grain and trying to mash with that, I opted to do a partial mash. So I had about thirteen pounds of grain, and then also had six pounds of liquid malt extract as well. Which I mean, I, I find that to be pretty easy, and it's it, you also get successful results. I have an imperial stout that is aging right now that I did the same thing with, half grain, half extract. So you can still get those big, rich, aggressive beers without having to have your mash tun bursting at the seams with water and grains. So that's uh that's what I went with today, and I have four spices that I added. Ginger, nutmeg, mm-hmm. allspice, and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also have examples of those that we are going to get a chance to smell. Oh, no. On the podcast. Oh, live! <laughs> I have a question. Mm. Of course you have a question. Are you ready? Okay. You want to go to Hurricane Harbor? Right <laughs> <laughs> In January. <laughs> we need a clean cut of his question. <laughs> Does the ginger have a soul? (laughs) Maybe. Stay tuned to find out here on Blue Styles. Anyway, so I did do a kit uh, that I bought from Texas Brewing Inc. Also, a.k.a. Stubbies. How now? Um, How now, brown cow? Except mine was the all-grain kit, so he calls it his advanced kit. With Uh, no instructions. um, (laughs) Yeah. But it was one of his predetermined recipes, um, which I think I've done like one of before. Um, the raw winter warmer homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I so I bought the the nutty brown cow, uh, which is his English nut brown kit, which is what I brewed today. So there you go. There's my kit. How now, brown cow? I mean, I like How a good now, nut. How now, brown cow? 
So, Fratto, you didn't do a kit per se, did you? I did the number 11 kit out of the Fratto Brewing book. <laughs> you have a book? That's impressive. Can I buy I this do. book? No. Does every recipe have oatmeal or oats? Uh, no, but it has cat hair. I don't. I, well, <laughs> yeah. a second. So, how'd you get your cat hair today if you brewed it no, in my house? No, I brewed at your house. <laughs> Anakin's hair, I'm sure, is there. Also, let's be honest, the fermenter came from my house. This is true. <laughs> and despite my best efforts, I'm sure some cat hair got in there anyway. Just like when we ran to the truck to pull cat hair out of the truck <laughs> to make sure that our Wild West, wild, uh, Red River, our Red yes. River shootout beer yeah. had cat hair. Yep. Just a hair. Um, oh, right. Just a hair. Yep. I own three dogs, but cat hair is the one that we always find. <laughs> yes. Uh, Absolutely. So it's an English IPA. Shocking, I know. The main ingredient is fuggles. Giggles. Giggles. I love giggles. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, Sawyer, after not drinking for the, um, 11 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Travis to push the button, and you interrupted my oh. waiting. Oh. I'm sorry. So, this time, actually, it's got some Target in it, because um, I, I decided to actually make it a legit IPA instead of just calling it an IPA. I know how important the BJ's IPA is to y'all. So... <laughs> um. The problem with that is that <laughs> Fuggles is a particularly low alpha hop. So I'm sitting here with all these four and a half. Actually, I think these might have been four one alpha bags of hops. And I cannot get to even minimum IPA bitterness unless I had, I think, 8.75 ounces of hops. So it was just not going to work. So I bittering charged the target. And then I added an additional four and a half ounces of Fuggles today. And I'll add another one and a half for dry hop later. It's brilliant. You should buy my book. It's available at uh, <laughs> fratobrewing.com slash brewstyles. Save offer. You can email me at fratto.brewstyles. Also check us out escape.navigator.org. <laughs> Google Play. <laughs> Google Play. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we brewed today. Can I trash Powers' brew kit now? Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. I, only have, I only have six and a half minutes till my next hop edition. I think you that's had not a, enough time. I think you had a question for me. I did? I, you said that you did. You said my name, and then you were about to ask a question. Oh, I was just saying, after, after not drinking for 11 weeks and, and having lots of alcohol today, how are you feeling? I'm buzz. Just buzz? <laughs> yeah, I'm only buzz right now because I took a little break in between when I finished brewing and now. Oh. So I'm drunk. <laughs> I think I was drunk earlier, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, okay. And right. Powers, you had a non-alcoholic beer for the first time today. I, I did. How, how was that? It was non-alcoholic. It was liquid. <laughs> <laughs> you are I'll correct. Bet, I'll bet it was. <laughs> we can get it in food form for you next time. Solids. <laughs> <laughs> can you? No. That'd be interesting. Can you boil it down and make an NA beer reduction? I don't know. Maybe you can make it into a jello. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, Lime jello made with Coors Jello NA. shots made with Coors uh, NA. Oh, oh, gross. <laughs> That's just bad jello. <laughs> right. I've but had it ever clear jello not shots. Not a pleasant experience. Yes, I think most people have. <laughs> I can't find, the for back. the life of me, any actual ingredients listed for 
any of their recipes. Yeah, so oh, uh, there was there was literally a plastic sealed bag that said beer making mix. Yes. They had all the grain in it. That's a category. It's a it's a category on yeah. the website, yeah. beer making mix. And Ooh. when Powers when you first told us about this kit, I was like, okay, it's going to be extract. It's a 1 gallon kit. It's going to yeah. be extract. It'll be really easy to brew, kind of idiot proof. Which is what you'd expect from a one-gallon beginner's beer kit. Yes. You would like to think. Yes. And yes. then uh, I was actually telling Stubby about this episode that we were doing, how we're going to compare some beer kits, because he kind of looked at me like, you're doing a kit? <laughs> well, he asked me, he's like, you're doing an extract kit? And I was like, well, no, I want to do the all-grain, but I want to do one of your kits. He was like, oh, okay. But he uh, was kind of asking about why we were doing kits, and so I told him about Powers' kit that he got for Christmas, and he's like, what company was it? I couldn't remember, so I had to go through my text message to find it. I was like, it's the right. Brooklyn Brewers whatever. He's like, oh, those are those are all-grain kits. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's like a one-gallon all-grain kit. I was like, well, that's strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I texted the group, <clears throat> Powers looked, and there you go. It's, there's just a bag of grain. There was no extract there. And I was like, well, this yep. is going to be stupid. <laughs> Anyway, so How did you know? reading the instructions, it said something about using a strainer to get to the, what? Fredo found something on the website. Oh, no. <laughs> There's a mojito ale. Oh, it might be much. good. I don't know. I like limes and I and I like mint, but mojito ale. Uh, <laughs> does it have a lime too? Uh, well, the, lime the picture the is lime yeah. and mint. Oh, deconstructed and delightful. A oh. fresh take on a classic <laughs> cocktail. Is it also all grain? <laughs> I, I assume so. If yes. Stubby is like, yes, that's an all grain kit. I don't really know because it <laughs> Just says from it's a or, beer making mix. Or is it a step mash? <laughs> It's a beer-making mix. Oh, it's okay. also a cyber week. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the idea is if you can make oatmeal, you can make beer. Yeah, that's what the instructions said. It's like yes. when, they're, when it's Extra talking about doing the mash, it's like just like you're making oatmeal. Yes. It's like, okay, well, I've never really made oatmeal that way, but that's okay. Um, I've never very consciously adjusted my temperature while making oatmeal, but right. okay. <laughs> well, when I thought, okay, it's it's a small batch extract, I immediately thought... Okay, brew in a bag. Mm-hmm. That'll be easy to do. Looking through the instructions, because we wanted to follow the instructions as close as we could, the mash was two and a half quarts of water. Yes. Which the small, I call it a small pot that I have for my brew in a bag set up, two and a half quarts like barely covers the bottom of the pot. Yes. Like there's no way to be able to mash in that. So, per the instructions of being able to brew with what's in your kitchen i pulled out my four quart spaghetti pot mm-hmm. put the two and a half quarts of water in there heated it up and you know powers dumped the the grain in just straight into it no no bag or nothing that's probably what a lot of people that are doing this kit are, are right. doing mm-hmm. exactly whatever you yeah. have available exactly and so we just used the four quart spaghetti pot and did the mash in there now mm-hmm. when we do a full mash for our five gallon batches it's in a cooler which obviously helps regulate temperature but you're also talking about more mass 
when you're more you, grain, more water. Yeah. yeah. So a, an hour's worth of time with, you know, let's just say ten to twelve pounds of grain and four-ish gallons of water will hold temperature over an hour a lot easier than two and a half quarts and maybe a pound and a half, two pounds of grain that he had. So it was, yeah, it was a chore. And and the ingredients said, what one forty eight to one fifty four. It was one forty four to one fifty two. Okay. Yes. That's a knowing all grain brewing. That's a that's that's the difference between a light body and a medium bodied beer. Sure. That's a pretty broad range mm-hmm. for for the uh, for the precision. There we go. For the Dusty, precision that we and- normally brew mash all ma- or all grain mash mashes. The precision is more than that wide range. Yeah, you know what bugs me, and I, I, I'm yeah, sorry, Sawyer, I'm, Sawyer, Sawyer, I have to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. he's got. It's go time do. for a hop edition. Oh. Go drizzle in a couple more pellets. <laughs> Be sure to crush some with a beer bottle. I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, oh, really? I just walked by it on my way to change out my sparging arm for my cert cooler cleaning step but his beer smells pretty good right now oh that's good granted there's a lot of pellet of hop in there right now all right no you're right (laughs) so here's what bugs me about this kit that powers has the fact that it's an uncovered mash well no we it doesn't say to leave it uncovered Oh, it doesn't. No, we had it okay. covered with the the pot cover. Okay, I I didn't but, know that because I haven't seen the instructions to this kit. And when I walked in earlier, I thought y'all were mashing. Does well, it we say so? It was uncovered. To cover the mash. No, it didn't. I just I put the cover on there to try and help. But you were having temperature. brewed for five years. It or just, however long it's been. It wasn't completely covered, and it wasn't in something <clears throat> well, that was insulated. Well, because was weird. I know because it, it's it. You're supposed to be able to brew with everything that's in your kitchen. Well, no, that's sure, true. but I think that that's where the 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 kit gets complicated. You know, because well, it, no, it's it, complicated because it's an all green kit. Well, that too, but <laughs> I, guess I, I mean, didn't really cover a mash the fact that it's a, a mash and it's in something that you have to constantly watch. For temperature, because it's on a stove burner. I mean, right. that's going to change well, no matter what setting you have it on. Yeah. Well, the other thing it said was to stir it every ten minutes. Oh, yes. see, and we don't do that in a regular mash. No, I just I unless you it. have a recirculation system like Frado does. Then I never stop stirring. Exactly. But the the thing that really grinds my gears. Oh, oh. About oh, oh yes. Them. About the kit was so the fact wife. that it isn't all green. Fair. So, as somebody who's never brewed before, you're expected to. <clears throat> okay, so the instructions did kind of line out what the steps are. That's fine. Anybody who can look at a step guide and follow it, you should be able to do it. But when we think about brewing, all grain is like the mash has so much to do with the final product. Yep. If you don't know what you're doing and what the temperature ranges are and how the process works, and then you're at that point you're just you're guessing and following an instruction sheet. You got to know the science to get a really good beer, or at science. least or at least the thought behind the science, right? right. And, and so they're just expecting that. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Here's here's grain. Do a mash. Yeah. So, well, like my <laughs> first kit that I ever did, I can't remember if it's you 
you, Travis, as no one can see me look at Travis. Yeah. <laughs> or I can't remember, is Travis or Flug that helped me with the first one? It was a Cooper's Brown Ale. Yeah, and it was just like a soup can of goo, mm-hmm. a bag that said <laughs> Fuggle on it. Didn't know what on earth that meant. And then a little tear open packet that said yeast. And all we did was boil like three gallons of water or something, dump the goo into the water, dump the packet that said fuggle, whatever on earth that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny now. That's like my favorite one. Fuggle. Maybe that's why. Um, Fuggle. Into the thing and then pour the yeast on top and just wait a few weeks. That was it. There was no... Mainly, I think the point was, can you wait while it sits in that plastic bucket for two to three weeks? Can you wait? Your ale pail? Yes, my ale, ale pail. pail. But it was ale. not a pale ale in my ale pail. pail. It was ale. a brown ale, ale in my ale pail, not ale pail, pale ale. Ale. Pale. Cool. Yeah. So and think back to wait? that. think back to that first batch that you made. What was your goal? Because we all had the same goal for our first batch of beer. beer. Will it make me go blind? I want it to be drinkable. That's <laughs> right. it. Yeah. I didn't care if it was yes. good, tasty. I just want it to be drinkable, and then I can move from there. That's what Brooklyn is aiming, and I'm sure everyone that does the Brooklyn kit well, but has yeah. the same thing. Yeah, but <clears throat> just the, 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 it be drinkable. the complexity and the process... Well, I guess oh, that, that, comes, that comes later on. I should just say that the process is so much more complex. All he did was boil water and add in goo, goo, which you, turned out yeah. to be liquid malt extract. But I didn't just know like that think about a Mister Beer kit. It's the same thing. You it have the same goo, <clears throat> and you 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 basically put it in hot water so that it mixes, and then you. There are easier kits you out there. Ferment sure. it. My first kit was a bag of wort, and I. Put that in. Uh, Yours was pre hopped, right? Yeah and, yeah. and I put in the wort and then mixed water and then yeasted and then that was it. Yeah, exactly. That That's a beginner brewer's kit. I would not, yep. I can would you, not buy. Can you clean and sterilize? Can you wait two weeks? No. Okay. This also, the kid also had him sterilizing his fermenter before the brewing process even starts. Step zero was sanitize your fermenter. I don't see a problem with well, that. Well, no, it's either. just that that's not the process that it's I It's a little much, but I don't that know. That I think about because you don't you don't really need to sanitize until you need the implement. <laughs> they figure you'll be less drunk reading uh step number 1 than <laughs> yeah, step number 13. It also has you opening Sanitize the fermenter. It also has you opening <laughs> your packet of of um beer sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. You're, make, you're making sanitizer. Your beer sanitizer. And you, you put half of the packet into water. Because it's yeah. a powder, half of the packet into water, and you're supposed to save the other half of the packet the, to of the, bottle. the unsealable packet of powder. You're supposed to save that, until bottling. That is so. So you're so you're right on that part. I have no problem with sanitizing your fermenter first, right? But the fact but, that you have to open yeah. one package and save half of it for two weeks down you the have road, a resealable package of or just very give very me two tiny packages powder. of it. Yeah, why didn't they give him five packages of hops? Or yeah. just use star sand or <laughs> put all all or of the, the hop additions into one packet, so you just have to guess. Yeah, uh, half an ounce of hops divided anyway, by we're, five. We're, we're jumping yes. ahead of ourselves. Well, how can you even jump ahead in this thing? Before you, we do, as you said, step zero is ferment or is <laughs> sanitize the fermenter. Travis, 
Doesn't Chris sound like Jason Garrett when he says process? He said process, and that was the first thing to process, you know, and we got to keep with the process. There is a process. It's a good process. All three phases need to keep working towards it. It was a good process. Well, every time uh, my students come to me with the question, I was like, just trust the process. He doesn't get it. No, because I don't listen to the ticket. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so process. (laughs) You're welcome. Here we go. Um... Just stick to the process. So, two and a half quarts for the mash. Mash. So, we decided we'll use the spaghetti pot, and we put it all in there, and, and we're heating it. The, the issue that I had with that was mass. We struggled to maintain, even within the range of, what was it, 144 it was like to 150, whatever it was. It basically degrees. took the bottom and top side of what you can make fermentable sugars with right. and said stay in that. Well, and even with even with us watching it, 80% of the time, it dipped all the way down to 135, and we were up to like 158. That was the range just trying to maintain this two and a half quart mash over an hour. You don't have that issue very, with a full batch. Very, very quick changes. Yes. Right, because the mass is a lot less. Yeah, and once you get over a certain point, then the enzymatic activity is done. Right. So well, e- even as you, a newbie, you, if so, you go watch an episode of something, come back, oh, crap, it's 180. Yeah, well, you know, you're you, sunk. But it's reading the instructions and said nothing about enzymatic activity. And, it said and nothing that also, about... No, because they didn't need to. Full-bodied, thin-bodied. And that's what I'm saying. It's like day no, one beginning brewers should not Look, be well, doing but an But the day one does need to know that if they've hit 180 and now there's no more fermentable sugars in their beer, so they make a 3% beer. You have to <laughs> cultivate mass. And, but, 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 <laughs> Cultivate. <laughs> Please tell me Sorry. someone so, gets that reference. No, I don't know what you're Nowhere, talking about. Nowhere, anywhere. in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I watched Anybody? several episodes of that show. Nowhere, it's, it's in the, in the, <laughs> nowhere in the instructions, the entire thing, or on the box or anything, anywhere, did it ever say any <clears throat> it, it, about it, gravity. It never said anything about really? you've, you've screwed this up. There's no gravity. <laughs> There's it, it had nothing to take a reading from and didn't even mention it. But everything is affected by but gravity. But it also brought us to a question me and Sample didn't know the answer of where's the point of no return with your mash temperature? So you've hit one sixty. That's not great, but how long can I stay at one sixty before I go, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, okay. and turn it back down. So yeah, Powers and I had that conversation. And yeah. I, I just straight up said because mainly because I was drunk. Uh, <laughs> was what was I'm not I'm just buzzed right now, but what I said was is you know like if you get up to 160 and you're there for like a minute eh, whatever, but if you come back down great. If you stay there for a while, but see that was our question: Is it really okay in a minute? Like if your grain has reached the 160 temperature? I mean, here's the thing though: it's we don't not, know anything about the life of enzymes. At yeah, but temperatures. Here, here's the thing: it's if you do get up to that 160 even for a minute, yeah, sure, it's not going to be perfect. How do you know? How do you know what the lifespan of beta amylase is at 160 well, I, degrees? I don't. I'm just saying. I'm Neither just assuming I. it's probably not going to be perfect. Hey, your guys' enzymes can wait just a second. It's hop edition time. <laughs> the, the, oh, that's good because it's cleaning time. Yay. Welcome back from our impromptu break. Because I was saying that, yes, it's not going to be perfect, but as long as it's drinkable, it doesn't really matter at this point because he's just a beginner. So right. That, but that's my, what I aim for all the time. So My biggest gripe with this kit, though, <laughs> is you're just expecting to just, okay, this is what it says to do. I'm going to do this. Yeah, you're going to get beer at the end of the day. 
Yeah. Okay, but the process. <laughs> you have to. There, Thank you, Coach. Cole. We have to start. You have to start somewhere where you understand. Like if you're if you're actually wanting to learn about the brewing process and how it happens and how what you're expected to accomplish on brew day, you need to start somewhere. And I don't think all grain is the place to start. I'm not as angry as Sample, but I agree with his sentiment. I think the more I get into brewing, the more my mash changes and the more my fermentation changes, and I don't think my boil really changes at all. What have right. I done with my boil that's changed since the first time I ever boiled? Well, the first time I boiled it, it got to boiling, and then I dumped crap in, and then that was it. But the second time, mm-hmm. and every time since in the last eight and a half years, <laughs> as Travis has pointed out to the day and moment that the first beer I brewed was, <laughs> uh, I, I've had a 60-minute boil with hop additions at timed places. That's not really right. changed. The mash, however, since the first time I did it, went from not knowing what mashing means to going to like hour and a half of four different temperatures across different kinds of resting for different kind of proteins and well even the most complicated part of the thing and and Sawyer not Sawyer well and Sawyer but Powers <laughs> is expected to be making all of those decisions that could potentially ruin his beer if he ruin if he's at 139 for an hour his beer is ruined Maybe if he's at one sixty-five for an hour, his beer is ruined. Sugary mess. So, but something that has changed over time, though, that I can remember back to when we first started doing this, is the beer we're drinking right now. Smells really good. (laughs) Well, no, I was going to say from even doing extract to specialty grain, we used to squeeze the bag. You like to squeeze the sack, and yes, and we discovered after 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 a while. That squeezing the bag is not what you want to do because then your the tannins and extra protein enzymes or whatever it is. Did we learn that from Stephen Walden? Yeah, the jury's still out on that. I mean, darn. I I don't remember exactly where or where or when or why, but we did discover that squeezing the bag was not ideal. Uh, So we stopped doing that. That's good. But other than that. Nothing about our brewing process has changed. No. Other than all of the mash stuff. You know, like Frado said, doing a step mash or doing a, a protein rest or doing a, you know, all this other kind of stuff is not really necessary. If you're doing extract, you boil water, you add your extract, you add your hops, and you're done. It's simple on purpose. So, what are we drinking right now, Powers? We're drinking Firestone. Oh, wait, we should we I should explain real quickly what why we decided to bring the beers that we brought. Bring bring the beers. Bring the beers that we brought. Um so we all are brewing different styles today, and so we decided that because of that we are going to bring a representative beer of the style that we are brewing. And the Brooklyn brew shop kit that I have is everyday IPA. And her day. So I have decided to bring in the beer that kind of unlocked my taste for IPAs. I had never really liked them before I had this one. Um, it is the Firestone Union Jack IPA from Firestone Brewery. This is the Deep Ellum IPA. No. No, <laughs> not that one. No. 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 I would like you to read no, the instructions no. that were given to you verbatim. That's going to take me like 10 minutes, but okay. <laughs> Just the instructions. 
Yeah, because can we talk about this beer first. We can, but I haven't really had a chance to talk about my thoughts on the kit because all y'all been bogarting the well, microphone. You know, but know. I'm sorry, I apologize. You know who also hasn't had a chance to talk about the kit is the guy who brewed you in the kit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm but, just very opinionated on this kit. I think no, it's stupid. And, and and I understand that. I understand that. I also have thoughts. They're a little bit less scathing than yours. So we'll drink it as you talk about it. I can Let's actually do this. Clear golden. Talk about oh, yeah, it. yeah, you're drinking. Clear it, amber. It, it's clear. Sorry. Oh, I don't gold. know about amber. It's more gold to me. Yeah. It's amber gold. gold, pretty clear. Yeah. White foamy. Fizzy. Mm-hmm. Smells of citrus and grapefruit. Citrus yeah, nice grapefruit. Yep. nice hoppy aroma. Mm-hmm. And it's not too much. It's just right. It's almost like a pale ale, in my opinion, aroma-wise. Well, d- definitely the hops come through. I'm getting mm-hmm. like citrus and... Maybe a touch of tropical fruit, but it's very, very bright. Yeah, no pine, mm-hmm. tree sap. I'm not getting any like earthy notes that you would get f- from like an English hop. Right, English. It's very American. It is a commercial example, American IPA. There you go. <laughs> so it's not as hoppy as Rancor Red. No, not quite. <laughs> this really tastes like a pale ale to me. Well, it's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. if you drink the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is like the quintessential pale ale, mm-hmm. it's extremely hoppy and bitter. It and, is. And it's kind yeah. of really strong pale ale for me. I that, like it. I think it's a great beer. Oh, yeah. that's But that's why I don't drink it very often. You know, for me, I'm sure you guys know this about me, especially with my favorite beer, <laughs> Hackershore. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a hop fan. When did that happen? I'm not a hop fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of IPAs or anything hoppy. I mean, I like them, but in moderation. See, I think the hops are definitely present in this, and yeah, if yeah, if you are sure. not someone who is accustomed to drinking IPAs, then this would probably bowl you over. I feel like our palates have changed over the past few years, and that we we come to expect this, and we you know sometimes crave that really rich hoppy presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I like this. I don't think it's necessarily on the level of the paleo. I think it's it's. More along the uh, IPA. Yeah. In fact, I believe this is a commercial example listed on the BGCP. Power said that already. Right. Yeah, he said that. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I have failed you, and <laughs> I will leave you alone. Okay. Uh, I, I do think the bitterness comes through very strongly in the flavor. Um, I feel like the grapefruit and you know other tropical fruits and citrus are stronger in the aroma, but the bitterness really comes through in the flavor. Yes. Yeah, it lingers on the finish. Yeah, it does. Definitely a long-lasting bitterness on the aftertaste. Especially on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Back end sweetness? Back end bitterness? Mm-hmm. Bitterness, for sure. That sounds painful. Yeah. All right, yeah. so Powers, tell us about your kit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Travis, do you want me to just read the instructions? Yeah, here's what I can do. I can read the instructions, and as I read the instructions, I will kind of give my thoughts on the kit and where it kind of led me at that point. Perfect. I will try very hard to not interrupt you. Sounds good. Yeah, don't talk. (laughs) Turn off your mic. Um, Step step zero that we did not do at step zero was the pre-brew sanitize um, instruction. Dumb. <laughs> uh, pretty much, this uh, they we, we've already talked about this. 
Uh, you dissolve half of your sanitizer packet with a gallon of water in a container. Save the second half for when you bottle. The packet was not resealable, and therefore the second half of the sanitizer packet might have been rendered semi-useless? I don't know. Uh, but you soak everything you are going to use, rinse with water, and let air dry on some paper towels. If it isn't totally dry when you are ready to start, don't worry. Rinse with water? Yes, it says rinse after sanitization, which... I never did that at Papa John's. Voids sanitization. Bingo. Yeah, it does. So even clean water has stuff in it. Yes, these guys tap. aren't very smart. Keep the extra sanitizer in a container for now. Chances are you'll want to re-sanitize something later. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have oh, to. What? Uh, sorry. I like the uh, idea of sanitizing everything before and just being safe. You know. Sure. Yeah. I won't talk. Okay, again. That's okay. Uh, but we did not do you that. Think we, this is a podcast. I won't. <laughs> we went straight into the mash. So. Uh, That's typically what you do. Right. Uh, Additional ingredients needed, which is a little bit confusing because they don't tell you when you're going to need these ingredients. Uh, You need three tablespoons of honey, but you don't need that until bottling, and ice, which you need during cooling. Yes, bottling is going to include honey, a honey mixture. Do you have bottles? I have bottles, yes. It's a honey vanilla. Wow. Yes. Uh, The mash. So... Uh, pretty much heat 2.5 quarts of water to 160 degrees. You then add the grain and they, they add little parentheses here. This is called mashing in take note of jargon or don't. So pretty much it's just trying to give you terminology making a hit bro. Yeah. Right. It's trying to give you, it's trying to give you like brewer, brewer terminology without making it seem like it's important to know the brewer terminology. So anyway, um, it, it, and it kind of jives with the whole idea of like, you don't have to be a master to make beer. And I think that's kind of the whole theme of the kit, which I'll talk about here soon. Master Betty. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> mix gently <Master> with a, <laughs> mix gently with a spoon or spatula until the mash has consistency of oatmeal. Add water if too dry or hot. Uh, temperature will drop to 150 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, which it did. Uh, cook for sixty minutes at one hundred and forty-four degrees cook. to. Yes, it's it did say cook. <laughs> Again, they're not they're not trying to use brewery terms. They're trying to use pretty similar terms to what you would already yeah. know coming in. They're not wrong. Yeah, and you and they say it's at one forty-four to one fifty-two, and you stir every ten minutes, and you use your thermometer to take temperature readings from multiple locations. So what I would try to do every so often was stir with the thermometer and kind of get my readings cool. as I went. Yeah. Um, this was a little bit interesting because at one point I did just that. I was sitting right around 148, and then I go outside to talk to you guys for a couple minutes, and I come back in and sample stirring my pot, and he's like, oh, That's hey, hot. by the way, it got down to 138, and I'm just like... Oh. No, 135. 135, apparently. Um, so, it, you were not able to actually leave this unattended for very long because it cooled down way too quickly. Hence my mass comment earlier. Yeah, yes. The volume of it is just not enough. Exactly. To maintain or to... Or to keep it in a place. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't cultivate mass. So, <laughs> by the way, what it did cultivate, though, is about My bad. half of a uh, carboy of... Carboy's not the right word. Half a Carlo Rossi jug of clear <laughs> beer right now. 
Oh, so yes. You've, you've fallen down to about. I got half some big so jugs. Far. All right. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you could get, at worst now, a half a gallon of beer. At oh, worst. Right. Yes. Well, let's see how this goes. Cook. All right. So uh, we've already done that. You don't. Are you we likely the instructions. Yes. You likely don't need to apply heat constantly. Get up to temp and then turn the heat off. Monitor, stir, and adjust accordingly to keep in range. That makes sense. But so you likely don't need to hold to to apply heat constantly is you absolutely cannot apply heat exactly. constantly. And that's that that's a little bit misleading. Yeah. Um a little bit. And then after sixty minutes, you heat it up to one seventy while stirring constantly, and that's your mashing out process. Ooh, a 170? No, that's fine. That's pretty high. No, it's not. That's fine. You're safe up to 180. So but even the stubby kit says don't go above 170. Exactly, yeah, because once you get to the 168, 170 range, that's when the enzymatic activity starts to stop. And once you get beyond that, you can't return from that. So that's that's one of the major pitfalls I find long. with this kit is that if you go above that, then you're done. So there's not like a big uh, big red warning letters that says don't go above this temperature while you're mashing because if you do, then you, you can't come back from that. Once enzymatic activity has ceased, you can't restart it again. So I think right. that's the point the sampler I and I were so, trying to make earlier is once you hit that point, there's no going back. Yeah, and you, you can't come back from that. wort and there is no talk about You can go it. lower and then come back up. That's fine. But you cannot go higher and then come back down and restart the process. So why add a mashing step when you didn't need to? Okay, so that's that's my one thing. So, right. next. No, well, you know, giving my kind of thoughts on this whole thing. Um, it I, just reading that, would not have known that my temperatures were so volatile and would not have known that if I had gone above a certain temperature that I might actually affect the character of my beer. Um, now. Or even the viability of even being able to ferment it. Exactly. Now, what I will say... Hence, beginner brewers not needing to do all grain. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. But I am going to go ahead and <clears throat> explain why I'm kind of grateful for this kit. I understand how that extract is made now. I understand a little bit more about how this brewing process is done. I understand, you know... Hold I, on, do, is that from the kit or because we were here and you were asking questions? Well, that too. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish my own god dang review. <laughs> no. I won't talk again. We All right. Check the you said that box. five times already. Um, I said it twice. <laughs> I've already said it. Did I get a lot of information just watching you guys brew earlier in the day? Yes, I did. But... I, uh, I, I'm honestly one of the types of people who believes that you kind of learn a little bit from failure. And so if this beer is not as good as you know beers that you guys brew, then there's a reason for that. I'm going to go and look for that. Um, if I made mistakes, and you know I'm, I'm of course a little bit more self-criticizing than some other people are, so maybe this wouldn't be a great teaching kit for... 95% of the population, but I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, I went all the way up to 152 at one point and I came all the way down to 135 at one point and uh, I just don't know how that's going to happen and how that's going to make my beer taste. And now I know that I did that. 
And now I know for the next time, like, I can't do that again. And when I taste this beer, I'm going to actually know, like, okay, this might have been the reason for that. Now, you know, I, I feel like this kit is not good for beginners who aren't want, surrounded by four aren't people surrounded by doing. four people who know what they're doing exactly <laughs> it's too complicated it is quite complicated and i feel like it could ultimately discourage some people from continuing it, with it yeah. if they fail the first time so i'm i'm not overall a fan however i do feel like it at least taught me a little bit more about how all of this is done and what's done. So I, I feel like I'm ultimately going to learn from it. But do I think that the beer that I made is going to be good? We'll see. Yes, it will be. <laughs> it, it'll be fine. It'll yeah. be fine. It, it's You're probably gonna not going to be good, but it will be fine. Exactly. It will be alcohol. What yep. does it say in the instructions about the Maybe. cooling process and adding the yeast as far right. as temperatures? Well, Because that's something I wanted to know about as well. We are... Well, okay, so do we want to just skip the sparge and the boil? Yeah. No, no, talk about the sparge, because <laughs> All right. because what on earth is a sparge, I thought, for the first two years that I brewed. All right, so um, if you're familiar with brewing coffee, you should have an idea of how the sparge works. During, <laughs> the, <laughs> during the sparge, you... Put the grain in a strainer and pour hot water over it to dry out all those sugars you created during the mash. So you then heat an additional four quarts of water to 170. Uh, if possible, you start this during the mash to save time, yeah. uh, which I cool. did. Good, yeah. You then set up your lauder ton, a strainer over a pot, and then you carefully add the hot grain mash to the strainer, collecting the liquid that passes through, and this liquid is called wort. Uh, it will be your beer. Um, then use uh, young beer. Young beer. Yeah, beer. <laughs> you slowly and evenly pour 170 degree water over the mash to extract the grain sugars, and then you want to collect five quarts of wort. Uh, you will lose about 20 percent to evaporation later on, so you want to start with a bit more than you'll end with, and then you recirculate wort through the grain once. So that's the sparge. Okay. We didn't do that, but 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 I don't think any of that information was bad information. No, I'd say that was good. I don't know why they start out with coffee, maybe to make it more accessible, except for that pouring water over stuff is you didn't well, no, really need accessibility. What they were saying was yeah. think about how your drip coffee maker works. Right, but what you've but got why? hot water being dripped through your coffee grounds. That is essentially the process, I, I, and I agree with but, a slightly. But Different result. Overcomplicated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't they just say tea bag? Or <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, yeah, that too. Well, you don't rinse your spaghetti noodles. Yeah, but just so. Yes, them. you do. You don't rinse them. Absolutely. You I've do. never rinsed if them. If you don't rinse them, they get sticky. What? It says on the package do not rinse. They are wrong. <laughs> they are incorrect. You I've never won. I'm with sample here. I've and never won. Don't sticky. rinse your pasta. Your pasta continues I mean, it to could cook be in the sticky colander. If you, and you get mushy, sticky pasta. Well, you don't leave in the colander. Welcome to pasta styles. I eat it. You're supposed to put the colander on top of the pot. You rinse. You rinse. It says do not rinse. Anyway, so I like there's there's Powers All Grain Kit. You want to know what my all-grain instructions say? Oh, I should pull mine up. 
follow what you know to I do. I still want to know about <laughs> the cooling and yeast temperature specifically. Because that's no, the other major right. pitfall, I think, with this kit. I think he's right. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about... Do yeah. we want to talk about the boil? or do we just, yeah, just skip ahead to the end. Okay, cool. Yeah. So basically, a once-over on the boil is that you uh, boil this stuff for 60 minutes, and <laughs> you add hops uh, occasionally, which is how you do it. Okay. And that's true. Yep. Nothing um, more to say about that. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go to fermentation. All right. So this is all it says about cooling, by the way. All right. Step one of fermentation is place brew pot in an ice bath until it cools to 70 degrees. There you go. There's your cooling. Once cooled, place the... Oh. What? Once cooled, place a strainer over your funnel and pour your beer into the glass fermenter. Now, see, you told us it didn't say anything about see, a strainer. I, I didn't. I tried to tell you. <laughs> now, now here's now, your luck. Now, we haven't pitched yet, so we can go. No. no there's I, wouldn't, no, I wouldn't bother. So, so there's a lot of people that are arguing right now. And Wait, what's the problem? might be one of those people that actually the hop particles are actually beneficial to your oh yeah we did the true versus yeah. no tube yeah argument and I, I i always try to put some tube in the bottom of my fermenter sure. just because i've read it helps with clarity and i have some pretty dang clear beer so i can't really argue with that yes, i read a license plate through your marzen earlier <laughs> <laughs> so I, essentially I, the no, hot particles mains. once they <laughs> i summarize what's the fancy word for that once they basically you know are in your boil I don't think I you're going to be yeah. able to filter that out unless you're down right. to microns. So you're going to be fine. You mean you don't okay. filter in microns? I, I do not. So so that'll be fine, but it is interesting that it was in the instructions and you told us that it you was You adamantly not. told us it said nothing about <laughs> a filter. I hadn't read the instructions in a minute and I'd been drinking. Anyway, yeast. Now here's, here's where we go. Um, so here's the reason for the strainer. Yeast needs oxygen. The strainer helps aerate your wort. There we go. I knew you were going to... I knew someone was going to react. Yeast needs oxygen. The strainer helps aerate your wort and clarify your beer, as well as catch any sediment from going into the fermenter. Oxidation. Oxidation. And then it says, add tap water to bring wort up to one gallon mark if level is low. And then you pitch your yeast. So... Had you not have had us uh, been here with you today, then... Um, I would have screwed this up. Well, well, right now, the wart is sitting in there at like plus 100 degrees. If you had pitched the yeast at 120 degrees, then the yeast is dead immediately. And that's, that's that. And that's a major pitfall with this kit as well. So there's not a, a warning about do not pitch above this temperature. It did say cool to 70 degrees. It did. Seven? But it didn't say 70 yeah, Seven. but it didn't say if you pitch above this certain temperature, your yeast will die. Right. There were not any warnings throughout the kit. Yeah, because instructions. There, yeah, it was those two major things that that I noticed that if you do these things, then that's going to be a a major deterrent towards your finished product. Yeah, there so, there are very few things you can do that are a deal breaker for making yeah, your beer. It's really relaxed. But Don't worry, have a homebrew. Mashing too hot, but there are a few and things pitching you can do. too hot. Which is why you should just completely remove the mash equation from the beginner kit and have an extract. extract, Yeah, but but then you have to have a liquid. So, if there had been more beer 
I don't think the ice bath would have been a problem, in which point it wouldn't be so bad. But since there was a gallon-ish of beer floating yeah, yeah, the, the kettle the did not sink, then it, cooling it to 70 degrees was a much bigger task than it should have been. We had 12 ice cubes. What do you expect? Well, you know, the and also like two frozen water bottles. Okay, well, here's the other We need the air gas packet. With, with, yes. <laughs> with an ice They're in bath, my freezer. <laughs> you want to fill the entire sink with ice, not water. So Right, but I mean... It, Both. It, it was fine for what we had, and it was it was okay. Like I, uh, like the, I told him before, I was like, you're, "Yeah, once you once well, you yeah, have that's, your, that's what I'm getting at is because like if you have so much uh, water in there, it's gonna okay. flow. Yeah, but, oh, if I, you, I but, but but if you put a 180, 200 degree kettle into an ice bath within about thirty seconds, you're gonna have water. Sure, but then at least the water will hold it down. No, no it wasn't. No, 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 that no. was the problem. It was too buoyant. There was not enough liquid in the kettle to yeah. hold it underwater. So we would do that because when we were doing it, yes, we used many air gas packets, but the air gas packets (laughs) were a secondary after we had done it in 2000 and gotten like three bags of ice. So that's why I told Two of those three bags of ice would melt basically on contact. Yeah. That's why I told Powers just like cool it down as as much as we can, put it in the little fermenter thing, and then just set it outside and let it chill pitch tonight when you get home or tomorrow morning whenever it's i mean it's sanitized it's sealed it's not gonna it'll be fine i think that's a i think that's an old problem though because mine would tell me to make an ice bath in my bathtub that's a lot of that's a lot of ice ice. Yeah. yeah so i'm sitting there with a five gallon pot with five gallons of beer which is which is fine because that can hold itself under however my bathtub needs like seven bags of ice yeah just for the initial cooling, not even right. to actually get it down. So I don't. Th- I, I think it's very understated how much ice you actually need to do that because two twelve is hot. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever do an ice bath, I always do it in my sink, my kitchen sink. Yeah, and and I eventually learned that. Yeah. And by eventually, I mean like the second time. Sure. But when you fill your you go buy a couple bags of ice and empty out your meager little 12 ice cubes you had in your freezer. and Yeah, and the other thing I've done, too, though, notice is... it all goes away. I, I've actually even dumped ice into the wart because I needed the extra water anyways. Oh, okay. So that's another option. Yeah. It's a bold move. Yeah. Are you going to be adding tap water to it? Risk anyway, for infection is high. I can't say that I didn't take that move every single time. <laughs> But it's a bold move. I feel like we have scared powers because yeah. we we have more horror stories than what a true beginner would have. Brewing an extract kit. Well, yes. Powers, I've made three bad beers. <laughs> three. I've yeah, made three. zero. I've made I have two. no idea how many beers I've made, and I've been doing it for. I've done over a hundred batches easily. Oh yeah, be. for sure. And I've done two bad beers that I can remember. Yeah. I've never dumped a beer. I've never. Let, now, now, let me preface this. I assume it's. I know I had two bad beers. I assume the second one I made was bad. None of us drank it. Yikes. It ex- that's the one I told you about that exploded. Yeah. Oh, right. That being said, don't worry. Yeah. I, I, I'm well, confident you've made a good beer today. Your yeah. next kit needs to be an extract. Stubby's kits are good. Just fine, if not great. Yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're really good. They're fantastic. Yeah. Okay, I understand this but, was a Christmas gift, and that's also why I started. How do you feel about it, Cooper? Do you feel confident? <laughs> you feel good? 
Um, I would like to revisit this in about six months. Okay. I would like to revisit the second kit that accidentally came in due to a happy accident with Amazon. And I'd like to hold on to that and see how I do with that in six months. Do it. It's it's fun. Here's the other thing about this kit that I have a little bit of a qualm about. Mm -hmm. Yes, the hops were vacuum sealed. Mm -hmm. Nothing was kept cold. The yeast were not kept cold. The hops were not kept cold. Dry yeast though, right? Yes. So no big deal. If you read the dry yeast packet, it still says to store it keep it in the refrigerator yeah i think with dry yeast it's a pretty low well yeah but i mean granted it's december january whenever but if if this was shipped in july hmm i still think the dry yeast might be i'm not gonna say good okay what about the hops Uh, either way (laughs) i've i've always been told keep it cold that's fine so i but just as a as a stark difference between Powers' all grain kit and my all grain kit, I have a kit inventory, which basically ingredients. Which Powers does not have. I right. tried my best to find one and it's not there. <laughs> I have a box with Brute schedule, has my three hop editions on it. And then the only <laughs> other thing this this page says, other than my OG, FG, ABV, IBUs, like all the you know what the beer is. It says, check your kit. One, check to make sure your kit has all its ingredients. If something is missing, we can replace it, but it makes it hard once you have started. Two, yeah, sample. not brewing for... Two, not brewing for a while. Make sure to refrigerate your yeast. I think they're assuming liquid yeast. No, because under the no. ingredients it says dry, safe LSO4. Right, like, okay, and I know Stubby refrigerates all his dry yeast, right. but still. Three, make sure to contact us with any questions. Hmm. That's it. No. Mine's so better. they're assuming you have an all-grain kit. You you purchased an all-grain kit. They're assuming you know what you're doing because all he even There's no step by step. No, because even on his website everything that's all-grain he says advanced kit. I think that's a correct assumption. Yes. Yeah. I I would agree, which is why I'm completely 100% confused as to why somebody would market this as I mean, they don't even call it they don't hops call it. and yeah. yeast it's beer making hops beer making yeast your grain is not grain it's beer making mix, mix. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not even calling the things what they are it's and yet it's an all grain kit beer I'm making yeast utterly I can see. confused beer making yeast i can as opposed to bread making yeast yeah or I, champagne I, yeast I get or it. I get and it. your bread making yeast that is stored but at room beer making mix no that one that one's just no <laughs> so the hops and the yeast i can get we behind we don't even know what grain was in that bag I, exactly I, I that's don't know why I, I was on that website finding that weird picture of the milk carton that said beer <laughs> Is because I was like, okay, so they'll give us some semblance at least. I mean, they're not going to come down and be like, well, this was specifically Muntins, you know. No, but at least they'll tell me, okay, well, this is made with pale ale malt and a little bit of medium crystal and some black patent or something, right? I mean, at least something like that. Yeah. But no, it's every single one of them said beer making mix. 
to the point where it was a link to where you could click on every beer that was a beer making mix and every beer was a beer making mix. Right. <laughs> and some of them were called Cyber Week. <laughs> oh, Cyber What? Cyber Week. It was a category on their beers. Extra Cyber hard week. I know we have a couple other kits to talk about, but just to wrap up Powers' experience, he's he's told us what he thinks about it as never brewing before. I've obviously had an opinion. All I would say to our listeners is... Don't buy this. If you're going to do a, a brewing kit and you've never brewed before, make sure it's extract. If you want to have the simplest experience that you can and not really want to worry about processes or um, if I don't hold my temperature just right, is my beer still going to be beer? Just buy an extract kit. It's... Very simple to follow those instructions. That's my tip. Buy an I, extract kit. I would agree, uh, just from my spot. It was stressful, and let me tell you, when I saw the number 150, like 156 pop up on the thermometer, I panicked a little bit. And when I heard sample say it got down to 135, I panicked a bit. It's one of those things where it's just like, hey... I don't necessarily want to be discouraged brewing my first beer, which is ultimately what happened. And I know I shouldn't because I know it's going to ultimately be beer. It's going to be fine. And I know that. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe I maybe this should have been like dumbed down just a bit. But I am interested to see how this turns out. And we are going to drink this beer a month from today on this podcast. Live. I'm recording, so but not we'll really see live. how it ended up at that point. I'm excited for that. So let's move on because we have spent a lot of time on this. Yep. <laughs> so Sawyer, you yes. had the uh, next. Well, I was going to say the next simplest, but I think you had the simplest. Yes, uh, <laughs> brew day. I probably did. So explain your kit a little bit. So I did the Imperial Blonde Ale. It's one of Stubby's kits. Uh, it's extract. Um, it's where you actually steep your grains and then add liquid malt extract. So in, what was your uh, what was your OG pre boil? Uh, uh, pre boil, it was water, and it rings it in what? at a one. mild sixteen point nine percent. Oh my god! <laughs> when you're when what you're, in the ha- <laughs> when you're steeping. Your specialty grains, mm-hmm. that's really just color, some malt flavors, maybe. Yeah, there's not a really any fermentable sugars. Right. But I think for every single one of us, that was a first, though. Like, you go in, and f- for so long now, you've been taking your own pre-boil mm-hmm. measurements, and you go in, and it's been an all-grain kit for, I mean, God knows how long. So when you go and just out of habit take a measurement and find that, You've put three pounds of grain in there, and that you have a one. <laughs> and it, it, it caught me off guard too because I I I haven't done like, an extract kit in a long time, so yeah. it's I've been doing all grain. Say, so. I don't know what on earth have I done? Yeah, exactly. I was wondering the same thing <laughs> when Travis was like one. I was like in the back of the garage going, huh? "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's correct." So yeah, so we steeped for thirty minutes. Uh, in between 152 and 156, 
degrees Fahrenheit, not Celsius. <laughs> so one five point six. Yes. No. No. One. One. Oh yes. One five point six. I just got that. Yeah. I will admit though that I take readings uh, as far as refractometer, and no matter what it is, even if it's horribly wrong, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. So even at the end of yeah. the even at the end of the process, if I see it unprocessed, trust the process. process. Even at the end, it, yeah. If I take the reading and it's a good twenty points lower than it should be, I don't really do anything to correct it. So when I saw his his reading at one point zero zero zero, I was just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll all work out. I was kind of the same way, to be honest. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, at this point, it's not going to get fixed. Relax. Don't worry. Have a homebrew. Yep. That has been true since 1979. And I'm pretty sure that's what we did. Still true today. So, and then after that, you would sparge. In this one, you would uh, heat some water. And in this case, I did two gallons up to uh, 168. I went to pour some in Sawyer's, and it was so light. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> and come on, I'm drinking. Um, so you go to 168, leave that for about 10, 15 minutes, and then you add it all together. And then you bring it to a boil. Once you get to the boil, you add the seven and a half pounds of liquid malt extract. Dang. Yes, which in this case was the pills and light. This was a lot of fun to add. Yeah, it was a pain because it was so thick. It wouldn't come out of the bag. I really wish you would go back to the plastic cup thing. You know, that was easier. But no, it's in a plastic bag now. So then after that, that will kill your boil. You bring it back to a boil. And then from there, you start your boil, like your boil timer. So at this point, I'm going to start a timer for 60 minutes. Add the first top edition, which was an ounce of U.S. Brewer's Gold. My next top edition wasn't until 10 minutes left in the boil, which was an ounce of Cascade and one pound of corn sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, which started out as one pound of corn sugar. Right. This is where it got interesting. This is where I had to go to the family dollar store with powers. Well, it... Because I didn't hit my OG. Well, don't skip over the fact that you were taking readings with your refractometer. Which was not calibrated Which was super low. Yeah. And all of us were like, hold on a second. There have been a a bunch of sugar additions here. How are you still at like 10.50? Right. You've been boiling for an hour. You had all this LME that you added. Uh Uh-huh. So then I gave you my refractometer, and it was like 30 points higher. Yeah. (laughs) It sure was. I'm not sure. What the hell are you doing? I don't know. We still added more sugar, though. (laughs) We did add more sugar. (laughs) Probably another two and a half pounds. Uh, So we added that, and that got me up to like 1090, 1095 as an OG, which I was aiming for 1100, but that's pretty close. Close enough, at least. So that's when I pulled it off of the burner and chilled it down to probably about 75 and put it in the carboy for fermentation. So, but no, I mean, the directions on here are actually very, very specific. Yeah. Um, there's actually a total of 24 steps with the, which the 24th step is enjoy. Oh, good. So hey. as, a, as opposed to dump throw it. it out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Drag as it opposed to what it's going to be for the uh, IPA but, over there. I mean, these directions. Is, eh, drink it. Yeah. Did it say enjoy at the end of your instructions powers? Uh, wait, hold on. Let me see. Because. What is the very last step? Well, the very last step is... Eh, drink it. You guys (laughs) suck. Actually, (laughs) 
So so step five is bottling, and that's when I like that's two weeks step from today. Five. five. So hold on. So no. so Sawyer has twenty four <laughs> steps. Okay, that's right. And you're at step five. No, for bottling. okay. So no. Step it's, five, chapter three, subcategory. It's it, it's actually more like <laughs> chapter five, and then we go on to chapter six, which is enjoy, because there there are yeah. sub steps in each chapter kind of i mean this these steps that i have take me all the way through bottling and how to carbonate but you have a extract <laughs> begin you have right. an extract beginner kit right they're expecting that you know nothing exactly and if you know something you can say ah screw it i know something i mean and if you don't you can read the instructions like the last four steps 21 remove from fire and add to sanitize from bottling fire. <laughs> siphon from the carboy on top of the priming sugar 22 fill sanitized bottles with a bottle filler and place crown cap on bottles with a capper 23 place bottles at <laughs> As room opposed temp. To duct tape. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. Wait, wait. 23 place bottles Sprite at room bottle. temp for 2 to 3 weeks May take longer for some beers. Okay, and the but, last one is but enjoyed. Sawyer. But Sawyer, does does your does your kit tell you that after your bottles are done carbonating, that you should put them in the fridge before you drink them? No, mine does. No. <laughs> so don't. it's a, it's, hold on a second. That's step so six. It's saying you don't know to drink your beer cold, right? <laughs> but you can brew an all grain kit. Yes. Literally. Okay, so there, here's here's six. Enjoy two weeks after bottling. You did it. You made beer. Put beers in the fridge the night before you drink I mean, them. I mean, and then and then, <laughs> and then drink. Share with friends if you're the sharing type. I mean, okay, so like not too much though, because you only have like six bottles. You're retarded. <laughs> Step sixteen in this one. I mean, just listen to this. This is very detailed. Active fermentation, which I haven't heard anything to that manner in his. Active fermentation should begin within forty-eight hours. You should see some activity I in think, your airlock. I, I think there is something about that. And a foam on top of your beer. If you are suspect of your beer not fermenting, take a gravity reading and make sure the wort is decreasing in gravity. That go. was just step 16. Right, and What's you can graphic? get frustrated about how detailed it is and skip it. That's true. Right. That's very At least true. the information is there. Yeah. But the information is good. Yeah. Okay, so it's it, clear. It does at least say, let sit for two or... Mine does. Let sit for two or three days or until vigorous bubbling subsides. <laughs> this is when fermentation is highest. You may notice bubbles and foam at the top of the beer. After bubbling calms down, clean tubing and ready your airlock. Wait, Hold two on. days? Wait, clean tubing and ready your airlock. Yeah, there's an airlock. But your airlock is already on your bung. Bung. I'm confused. In two days? Wait, I have a separate airlock. Like I I, I have to change this out. You have a second days. airlock for secondary Gave fermentation. Two? It gave you a second airlock. And they're disposable. That wasn't in the so. package that we you opened. Guess so. No. Wait, no, you. Really? They want you I've to clean it out. From what it sounds yeah, like, after one. bubbling. Okay, ready your. Whoa. You saw a second airlock. What was the no, tube for? There. What 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 tube? Did it give you a blow off tube? Buh. 
No, the only, I, the only tube, there was a cane in a tube that you were used for bottling. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so maybe sanitize is what it means. Sanitize your racking cane. No, but he to, said two days after yeah. fermentation yes, days begins, after fermentation ready begins. your airlock. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So here we go. You've been fermenting for two, la- two days now. You should probably ready your airlock. Well, you can do an open fermentation, can't you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. If you're ready for whatever's lurking in your air vent to be the fermentation yeast, I'm I mean, not. You Apparently, I was here. supposed to create a small bowl of sanitizer solution. Apparently? <laughs> a small bowl? Why not let's, a large okay, bowl? Okay, so let's talk about this. So starting from pitch yeast, all right? Starting from pitch yeast, which I have not done yet. Shake aggressively. You're basically waking up the yeast and getting more air into the wort. So hold on. There is your oxygenation, which it tried yeah. to tell you yeah. you were going to happen by by having that strainer. Right. Which maybe no. provided enough air, maybe not. Anyway. Really. I doubt it. Yes. Uh, then, attach sanitized screw top stopper to bottle. Slide rubber tubing no more than one inch into the stopper and place the other end in small bowl of sanitizer solution. Blow off tube! You've just made a blow-off tube. It allows CO2 to escape. And then you let sit two or three days. This is when fermentation is highest. You may notice bubbles and foam at the top of the beer. After bubbling comes down, clean tubing and ready your okay. airlock. Here, so here. we tied on the wrong airlock right now. Yeah. Well, and we talked about how close to the neck of the bottle it got and how that is just going to explode. Yeah. It'll get clogged up. Did it come with a piece of tubing? There are a couple of pieces of tubing. Like just the big one, like so the one that I thought was just yeah. There's the cane the and then the piece of tube, yeah, that we thought was for bottling. So that piece of tube might not be a racking cane tube. It might be. Well, it is. Maybe a it's both. Cane. It's both. It's it probably a dual purpose. But the thing about it is, is like, why would you do a blow off tube as a beginner? Well, because you have this much. You have like two inches of headspace. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no besides the point. Yeah. Why would you want to do that as a beginner? Why, Why would you, you do a regular any of this kit as a beginner? Well, that's true. Okay, fair <laughs> I enough. I am very confused by this kit now. So, so I made. I'm not going to say bad. I made passable, possibly drinkable beer out of a Mr. Beer kit. A friend of mine bought me a Mr. Beer kit. He said, "You're the only Mr. Beer in my life. Let's make me a beer." And he bought me a Mr. Beer kit. And I had already been brewing for like five years. So I thought, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sitting here basically looking at the Mr. Beer kit as I'm looking at your kit also. Um, The Mr. Beer kit was more intuitive. The product was not good. Let's be clear. Right. It was not bad. It was certainly drinkable. And I certainly did drink. Uh but it was more intuitive and had less pitfalls than yours. I think the success for yours could be a higher rate. I think the probability for yours being a better beer is higher than the Mr. Beer. But the chances of it actually happening. Yeah. Your your high ceiling is much higher than a Mr. Beer or a Cooper. But also it's a much lower but floor. Yes, they're the the Mr. Beer this and the Cooper high were almost beer. they were fail safe almost, and this is not at all fail yeah. safe. You're gonna f- so for the Mr. Beer kits and the Coopers, you're gonna for sure get a mediocre beer. Oh yeah, you're gonna for sure get that mediocre beer. Right. You could take all of your knowledge and pour it into that Mr. Beer kit and still end up with a no. Oh, that was fine. It's drinkable. <laughs> it's, it's beer. Right. It's but like for yours, you could have a great beer. Uh, 
or it could be uh this is sugar water that i can't drink yeah yeah Yeah, definitely so (laughs) the rate of success is higher but with that we you also get a a rate of failure yes also being more likely so that's probably not good for a beginner's kit no it's absolutely not which has been my whole thing ever since we started we started heating your water i said this is gonna be terrible <laughs> but it won't be terrible. It'll it be fine. Like no, I meant the process. Oh, okay. The, the brewing part of this is going to be terrible because we had to toss an audible and do it essentially as a, uh, a brew in a bag. <laughs> Trust the process. We're going to continue with the process. I don't listen to the ticket or have any idea what your reference is, but just tossing an audible. <laughs> I'll play it for you. An audible minute. right there. You know what? Step one needs to say, invite a buddy over who knows what he's doing. <laughs> And yeah, it's an to all grain process. And an all grain kit is it, it's not a, a social kit. issue. It's a social uh, thing. So yeah. social process. Issue. So invite other people over, and there you go. Problem solved. Or just get a extract kit from txbrewing.com and <laughs> just have an easier brew day. Talk to Brendan Stubblefield. He will help you. <laughs> he gets so many and plugs this, off this of is, us. I know this is not this is not like a plug for Stubbies because I, I obviously that's where we buy most of our stuff. It's the only but place he to buy has any a, of our stuff anymore. Uh-huh. He has a good product. His his kits are very well made. Um, at, and powers up where you live. If you go to um, Homebrewing Headquarters in right. Richardson, is that the one on Coit? Yeah, I'm sure they have kits. Yeah, they do. And uh, I, a long, long, long ago, we went there every now and again. Yeah, and I I guarantee you those kits are going to be easier to brew than this Brooklyn thing. Right. So either get one of their extract kits, and you know you can it, even I don't know if they have one gallon kits. Which that that is one thing I do like about the Brooklyn kit. If it was not all grain, it's a one gallon kit. You don't need a whole lot of equipment. You need a big pot, which have been even easier if it was extract because you'd only need one pot. Right. You have your your one gallon glass jug. And maybe six to twelve bottles, and you're good. That's it. That's all the equipment you need. You don't need a big, massive carboy or an ale pail. Uh, you don't need um, massive nine-gallon kettles. You don't need all that extra. St- you don't need a propane burner. You can do it on your stove. A one-gallon kit, I think, is fantastic. It should have been extra. I, I did five-gallon kits on a stove for a long time. No, I'm not saying you can't, but you still need the large fermenting vessel. Uh, yeah, okay. You need a bottling bucket. You need 48 bottles. Like it's, uh, it's a Punishment for 50 bad beers right. was and, good and enough for me to make my next one better. But I'm saying it's like... <laughs> the, it's a, my point is it's a lot more involved. I'm okay with the small one-gallon kit. It should have been extract. I yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. So uh, volume in, volume out. I don't care. It should have been extract. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of time. You're talking about a month between fermenting and bottling and conditioning and carbonating and all that. It's a lot of time for a one gallon brew. So time to product doesn't make sense. But for the beginner, I think it's perfect. I have a suggestion. Yes, Does sir. cat pee sound appetizing to you? <laughs> I said a suggestion, not a question. Ah, crap. 
that I have. I don't remember saying that at all. I is don't that reason? No. Oh my god. What is that? Is that uh, Simcoe? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Let's, Let's do. Yeah, because we all have beers to drink. And have we talked about had, the beer that I drank twice already. Yeah, you were not here for that. Okay, so. it was pretty good. It smells like grapefruit. I like it. Yep. All right. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> So today I brewed Stubby's kit that's called the How Now Brown Cow. Uh, yeah, something like that. Not that. Nutty Brown Cow. How which now? Which is English nut brown. I mean, I like a good nut brown. And you said um, Stubby How Now. Yeah, so I picked up the Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale, which I'm pretty sure is also a commercial example of this style, the British Brown, I believe. Uh, I don't know if uh, if it's BJCP. Probably but that is its classification on Untapped. Not American Brown, but no, definitely yeah, English Brown Ale, which is thirteen B is British Brown. So let's see what the commercial uh, Maxim Double Maxim, which we don't get Newcastle Brown. That's a dirty magazine. We yep. do get Rig Welter Yorkshire Ale. Never heard of it. Samuel Smith's Nut Brown. There it is. It's in my hand. And Witchwood Hobgoblin. We've <laughs> had that, but so long Hob-goblin. ago that I don't know. Hobgoblin? What was the last time you even saw the Hobgoblin? Uh, last time I was at Halls. So I was many there years recently. ago. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my Nutty Brown Cow kit that I got from Stubby. Uh, this beer ow. smells so good. If it turns out anything like this, I will be extremely happy, obviously. It won't, ah. trust me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> you suck. You haven't even drank any of either beer yet, and you've already made your determination. <laughs> Clear, reddish, orange oh, color. I thought you were laughing yeah. at Travis. With a touch of brown. <laughs> laughing at you. Yeah. Foamy head. You haven't drank the Sam Smith or the Sample beer yet, uh, no, but you're I've like, brewed, no, don't I've worry. brewed this beer. He's got a discerning palate. Oh, now. you've brewed. He's his, done this uh, kit. The kit, okay. yeah. Which did I drink that beer? No, uh, you suck. This is the one that you drank was the Rapture ale? Fusion Brown Ale. Oh, okay, the, the okay. clone. Okay. This is brilliantly clear. It is pretty clear. Uh, I can reddish, read your nice balls clear. Reddish ruby copper ish dark color. I can well, read your how now brown cow instructions. Well, someone to Google beer. that. Uh, that's not quite true. Almost. I'm not getting a lot of the nut in the aroma. But there's a lot of like multi sweetness. But what what do nuts really smell like? Nutty. Dirt. I don't know, Sawyer. You tell us. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm asking. You never smelled nuts? No. <clears throat> Can't see either dirt either. or cheese, depending on which <laughs> you're talking about. Oh Jesus! <laughs> this is and getting... it's not messy and sticky. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, okay. Uh, Moving on. <clears throat> Nuts. I don't. I do not smell cheese. <laughs> I don't either. A little yeah, bit Gruyere. <laughs> Actually, it's appropriate. This is a British man that was. That was a. Uh, that was a grand tour thing. He was like, "Can I go chop the cheddar off myself before we start?" <laughs> so I guess I should uh, read the label. I'm doing that. Brewed at Samuel Smith's small traditional British brewery with well water. The original well sunk in 1758 is still in use. Best barley malt, roasted barley, yeast, and aromatic hops. Nut brown ale is relatively dry with a rich amber brown color, spelled C O L O U R, and nutty flavor, spelled O U R, derived exclusively from small amounts of dark malt. Brown ales are a spe- uh, ooh. brown ales are a specialty of Northern England. 
fermented in stone Yorkshire squares. Brown. Brown. Samuel Smith of Tadcaster has the richest, maltiest, and nuttiest of brown ales. So it's interesting. This rings in at a hardcore. Oh, oh crap. No, I Does can't it say hardcore? This is mahogany! <laughs> I'm trying to find it, too. Yeah, it actually doesn't say it. I'm looking for it. So still. it's interesting, and I was reading that as you were saying it, that it says it's specialty of North. Because prior to the Bajai classification change <laughs> recently, oh my God. there was a North and a South brown. It's 5%. And they got cut just into an English brown, right? Or right. British brown or Used whatever. to be a distinction. Yeah, there was Northern a distinction. And Southern and yeah. Southern was always kind of a toss-up like nah, i never believe heard of one of those got moved into the historical category is now called london brown judging by that reading and not by any of remembrance but just yeah pure thought i would say southern got classified as historical i think if so. you're gonna tell me yeah. that sam well, smith is the you know the british brown yeah so since this is a commercial example Overall impression on 13B British Brown Ale says, A malty, brown, caramel-centric British ale without the roasted flavors of a porter. That's it. Pretty standard. Yeah. Which, the beer style is pretty standard. Well, yeah. it, it, I, I picked up this Nutty Brown Cow from Stubby's uh, kit on purpose because look at the other things I have on tap right now. I've got Rancor Red, which is an Imperial Hoppy 7.8%, whatever. A 5% salt bomb. I've got <laughs> Salty Leia, which is a, a very salty Goza. And then I just kegged today my coffee porter, which is like very strong coffee note. I wanted a very simple, small, easy to drink, malty beer. And I, my mind immediately went to British Brown. Yeah. That's fine. So there you go. That's that's why I picked this one because one of the reasons we we talked about buying the beers that we're brewing is so that we can talk about why we brew what we brew. Sure. And so my thing was I want a variety, and like we've mentioned before, I'm kind of in the the vein of my brewing cycle. I went through the hoppy phase. I went through the super high alcohol phase. Right now I'm kind of I want something easy to drink, sessionable. And that's where I went with. Now you're this stuck one. with me. <laughs> Not with your two percent table beer. It's two point seven. <laughs> oh, okay. <It's laughs> Maybe two point six. <laughs> anyway, so that that was the reasoning behind my choice for for this one. And if it turns out anything like the Sam Smith, then even close, you. then I'm going to be very happy with that five gallons. That's a good beer. I like it. Shocking. Very easy to drink. Very smooth. Yep. It's sweet without being overly so. Although, since this is old school beer, I do want you to look at because you were like, "Oh, it's so brilliant," and I was like, "Yeah, I can read through it." Wait, no, I can't. But look at yours versus mine. Oh yeah, because I got the top pour, and I did not. I got the what, Sawyer? What? Bottom. Oh, bottom. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, sample. Is that a bottom thing? Bottom. I have bottom. no idea. I just know that bottom. Sawyer says bottom every single time that anyone says bottom. He that is also it. a Jason Garrett thing. I just assumed Jason Garrett was a band director around here. Yeah, he likes to follow the, the process. Head director. Dang it. Thanks, Fredo. Because the process is Isn't really he the, good. the head coach of the Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the head director is, of the Cowboys. He's the head director. <laughs> well, he Look started talking about band director. Never mind. I'm just uh, No, it's my. Oh, wait. Matt Garrett? 
No. Yes. Yeah, he's go. the band director. Well, yeah, he's the band director. I feel really stupid as a as a ardent Cowboys fan. How do I, 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 I don't even like I don't even fan. like sports and how do I know that? Sports. Well, sports. Because I'm not ready to fire him like everyone else is. Let's drink this beer before. So what's your poundability <laughs> rating on this one, huh? <laughs> uh, what was our poundability Six. on the last one? Oh, we didn't even talk. We about did not that. give a poundability. Oh, on the for last that one, one, I'm gonna say uh, seven or eight. Firestone Walker. Yeah, seven or eight for the Union Jack. Yeah, seven or eight. I'm gonna say seven. Oh, oh no, five. Firestone Walker. Firestone. Five really? It was hoppy. Yeah, it was pretty bitter. bitter. It, was it was so lingering. thin and grapefruity. It was just ready to flow. Just ready to go and down. Flow. Yeah, flow. it's not my fault. I have a heavy flow in a wide set. I'm going to say six. <laughs> so on. my my opinion on the on the Union Jack is that on a Saturday with college football playing all day, I can go, I can get a six pack of this, and I can enjoy it all day and, and feel good at the end of the night. And that doesn't signify like because normally if you're looking to like go hard on a Saturday when you watch football. Uh, you're trying to go for those like lighter, easily poundable beers. With this one, it's like, hey, I'm just gonna sit in front of my TV and just drink a six pack of this, and I'm gonna go ahead and lower the poundability because of that, because it is bitter, it is very hoppy. I'm gonna bring it down to a five point five. I got a six. Six. Now on the brown ale, I'm brown gonna ale. bump it up to a seven. I would agree with the seven on the brown ale. Six. See, I'm going to tell you six or seven on the brown ale instead of seven or eight. I actually find the Union Jack. Now, I'm not talking about sitting around watching football like Powers is. I'm talking about yeah. pounding. And pounding, I think I could pound the Union Jack a little better. Pound it better than most. Than the brown. <laughs> Nothing like sitting around a couple guys getting pounded. <laughs> I need to have him back on. We do. I'll put this one at a seven. I like this one. It's not super poundable, but yeah. I think I like this better than the Union Jack, but I think I could pound the Union Jack so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, what's next? I'm glad you asked. And for the final beer of the night, um, I've brought one to represent the thing that I brewed today, which was a Christmas ale, Christmas beer, winter seasonal, 30... It's January. B, 30C, I think it's 30C. Just off the top of my head. Uh, yes, it is January, which, if you consult your farmer's almanac, is still in the season of winter. Thank you very much. And especially in Ooh. North Texas, it's the beginning of winter. There you go. Yeah. Land of the free, level 97. Congratulations. <laughs> That's going to be a drop from now until forever. <laughs> it was nice and clean. If you'll consult your farmer, uh, farmer's almanac. Land of the free, 97. I'm Slightly slurred there, <laughs> Sawyer. I don't know if it's bad that I went to make fun of how drunk he was and I stumbled all over my yeah, words, too. <laughs> stumbled. All right, Travis. I'm just going to let y'all talk because these are great drops. Keep, keep it going. Um, so, yes, I, I brewed a, a winter seasonal beer. It was actually fairly simple. I had a, a mash of, of um, Pilsner grain and... Chocolate malt and black patent, and which then, is uh, really two big old malts that you put right in there. Yeah, yeah I mean different, Dark, different percentages. Malts. I also had six pounds of liquid malt just to bring up the uh, 
bring up the ABV. Yeah, your and, partial mash you did. Yes. And out of curiosity, that, what was the liquid malt you used? Was it Pilsner liquid or was it pale? Or It was a golden. Okay. <laughs> just right. golden. Yeah. Yeah. No, just Brees golden LME. Right. It's real simple. Oh, you did liquid malt extract? Yes. Uh, just like the yeah. exact same thing. When y'all went to the store. Yeah, he was at the store when Travis was dumping oh, okay. his malt in. See, but I did it right because I had a nice hot bath. For both yeah. of my packages, for my package, it was, like, <laughs> it was yeah. Nice and I hot. forgot to do Did that. Just soap up a little bit and have some yeah. candles, and, and then I poured them out. And it was, a glass of wine. It was, it was uh, shower more, beer. It was more or less viscous, as we found out was the term to say. And then I stuck my spoon in there and got all the rest of it out. It was easy. Mine was I did really it by myself. Thick. But see, Travis, uh, Travis learned a long time ago. Like I, I did one liquid and then never went. I, I did DME till I went all grain, and then Travis did liquid forever. And he learned many, many years ago. Put that in a hot sink of water and let it gel up real quick. Y'all were making saltwater taffy over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Travis poured his yeah, out. I, Y'all made saltwater taffy. Like I said before. It's been a long time since I've done an extract kit, so I forgot about that. Forgot that oh. step. Okay, yeah. this one's seven point eight, so you've outclassed this one by just a, just a little bit, right? Mm, that remains to be seen. Maybe a little. You never know how, how much my yeast will do. Oh, well, you were expecting harsh. like nine, right? Uh yes, mine mine should be higher than seven point eight, but it's a it was a ninety minute boil and one hop addition at sixty minutes of Horizon. And then at Flame Out, I added four spices, which I have with me today. Do okay. we want to talk about that first or the beer that we're drinking first? Both. Cinnamon, they're, okay. they're, ginger, they're together. nutmeg, and allspice. I like allspice. Now, and so, th- this one has one difference beer. from that. Do you know what it is? Gingerbread. No, this one has five ingredients. Add clove to yours. Ooh, no, I didn't have clove. clove. Right. So I'm just saying they have nutmeg, cinnamon, allspice, ginger, and clove. Okay. So you're actually really, you're brewing something close. pretty close to this. I'm not picking this. up the club, hmm. though. All right. So the beer that I brought was from a local fourth brewery. Out, so it's pretty intense. I brought a beer from Wild Acre Whirlpool, no out of Fourth, And this is uh, called Snapped. It's their gingerbread <clears throat> oh, snap. Christmas ale. <laughs> I got to <laughs> tell you, I don't know anything about this beer <laughs> except for the fact that it has a broken gingerbread man. Yeah. And he's got like red X's on his eyes, which from cartoons means he's dead or drunk. Know, dead. And a frowny mouth. <laughs> I've never liked a single beer from Wild Acre and until flames. this one. Oh, shut your mouth. Seriously? They make good beers. Uh, no. no. Um, Tarantula, Tarantula Wild Hawk, Hawk is Tarantula awesome. Hawk is a good beer. Mm-hmm. I disagree completely. I would, I would agree Billy, with you no, on their the, smaller beers, the but I like Billy Jenkins. The Billy I, Jenkins I like is... It. I don't think it's great. No. I think Tarantula Hawk's great. No. I the, completely disagree. Tarantula Hawk was a solid answer Out to of their situation. all the beers that they've done, this is my favorite. Really? Really. I haven't even tasted this yet, and I can tell you that that's not Their birthday Bach was really good. Whenever I yeah. went to see the ticket perform there. And okay, I, I haven't had that one. Okay, yeah. so let me back up. Well, sorry, I haven't had all of the beers, but out of all the ones that I have had, this is the best. Okay. Yep, all and this right. is a, a 7.8% American Strong Ale with uh, all the spices I listed plus clove. Yeah. Clove. Yeah. I don't get the clove. I'm smelling Very the clear, ginger like crazy. The first taste is with the eyes. Oh, Very clear, <laughs> reddish, orange, dark. It's balls clear. Almost brown. It's it's, it's clear. Sarkar's is looking pretty clear. Spice comes through in the aroma. Oh, yeah. We're also joined by Sarkar now. He walked <laughs> in the door halfway Sarkar, through. Sarkar, do you want to say hi? Yo! 
<laughs> that works too. Sir Carr, is this beer passing through your esophagus? <laughs> I, in the aroma, I get gingerbread like all over the place. Uh, I'm yeah. not even sure I want to say gingerbread. It's like ginger. Yeah. Well, I I can't tell you the last time I smelled ginger, which I'm sure we're about to, because Travis brought his <laughs> bags in. Um, <laughs> but wait, there's more. But I'm saying like uh, gingerbread, like a ginger snap that you eat. And it, it, you know, it is that time of year where Christmas is around and you've got the ginger snaps that you eat for dessert, cookies, and, and all that. And that's, that's what I smell. Ginger yeah. snap. Like... That's, That's it. That's pretty spot on. Yeah. yeah. It's it's an incredible uh, aroma to match. Like Christmas at Grandma's, the oven opens up, boom, you walk in. Ginger snap. And Sawyer, stop raising it's your ingrained head. in your memory forever. I have a question. Of course you do. What's a ginger snap? It's a, it's cookie. a cookie. It's a cookie. It is? Yes. Yeah. Do y'all want to go to Hurricane Harbor after this? <laughs> Did he set that up and we I, walked I right through that I'm door? Probably so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that like, I like pie. Is that Hootie? <laughs> so, Proud um, had a question. what? Do you have a question? Yeah. Oh, I do. You said, "Is that Hootie?" Now, since I can't, hootie? since I can't hear the drops, I have no idea what happened. It just says Hootie on yeah. the box. <laughs> and so you, you said, "Is that Hootie?" Did we pave over paradise? Yeah. That's counting crows. Is that Hootie? No, it's counting crows. Uh oh. Yeah. Count, counting crows. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. What's that? That was a long time ago. I'm <laughs> it, sorry. Can we talk about beer? <laughs> what are we we talking weren't about talking about beer anyway. Really we're sure. talking about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I just want to talk about beer. Mm. Well, the, sorry, the cookies powers. was yeah. us talking about the beer. Yeah, the gingerbread uh, cookie comes out in the flavor, too. I, I, okay. I I'm think not, it might be a texture thing with a gingerbread cookie, though. I think more enough flavor for me, particularly. I don't, I, I don't just get cinnamon. I know that's, oh, just get cinnamon. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. I, just, I, I hardly get any cinnamon. I I'd just get ginger I, snap. I, I get all spice and ginger. Yeah. All spice and ginger are the heavy hitters yeah. right now. So, Travis, pull your bag out. I, I added four <laughs> spices to my beer. She has four sacks. It's a sack. I added mm. uh, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and all spice. And for a full five-and-a-half-gallon batch... I added no more than half of a teaspoon of each one of these. Yes. What? Yes. yes. Which is shocking. No, yes. yes. Uh, for cinnamon, I added half a teaspoon. Right. For uh, nutmeg, <clears throat> I added a quarter teaspoon. For allspice and ginger, it was an eighth of a teaspoon for the entire batch. And that is going to come through like crazy. Yes. So that if you are doing a spiced beer, don't overdo it because it is so easy to make this undrinkable. All right, somebody give me the ginger. All right, so I got the ginger in my hand, and I'm going to pass it around. Because that's, that's the one I'm getting the strongest. Okay, surprisingly. You S- might have to dig your nose deeper in there to get... Man. Take your glasses off so and get real deep in there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, surprisingly... Oh, See, I know what cinnamon smells like. The allspice? But do you know what cinnamon smells like? Okay, you're going to want to hear this. Surprisingly, the allspice doesn't have an aroma. Or much That's of a lie in your nose. Mm, how drunk dig, are you, Sawyer? D- dig it in there like this, like it's, wrap it up. Yeah, get your it, get it, your face in there. It's super faint. <clears throat> There's ginger. No, bag roll roll the bag up. Like, yeah, ginger like, is definitely up. So you can really get. You dead. don't need to roll the cinnamon. No, you don't need to roll the cinnamon. <laughs> cinnamon challenge. 
Yeah, the ginger is. Unless allspice comes around, I don't know. And tells I smell a lot of plastic. Ginger is the hardcore player in the aroma. See, the aroma here that I'm getting on this this bag of ginger is not what I'm getting from the beer, but I equate the beer to ginger. If that makes sense, I disagree. It makes sense what you're saying, but I disagree. Okay, wait. Sakar said something about yeah, yeah. He said it's, it's it smells like faint clove. Which one? Then the uh, allspice. Yeah, this is this is not. Very what is allspice made? Is it what do you have? All of the spices, all spices plus clove mixed together. Really? At all? Yeah. So can I tell you that you're a liar? Like I my nose sawyer? smells no, like you, cinnamon now. You need to smell that. Like like you. Yeah, I don't. I can't smell, smell anything but cinnamon. Yeah, I don't so the, smell it, cinnamon like at the it's not, it, 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 it might have flavor, but it's not pungent. The plastic the smell I'm getting you? from the bag of ginger, I'm getting from the bag of allspice. I didn't smell yeah. ginger. So allspice is a berry, cinnamon, and clove. No, no, no. Allspice, no. It should be its own thing. Shouldn't it? Oh my god, am I wrong again? You <laughs> might be. I, that's twi- like, be twice like, in a like, row. Are, are, are you getting anything off of that? Like, seriously. <sighs> yeah. Yes, I am, but what I'm getting, once plastic. again, like he said, yeah, I'm getting <laughs> it, a lot it's, of the it, plastic. It's the plastic. That's why I'm saying that that spice is not I think part a of it pungent might, spice. Well, part of it might be how dry it is. Take so. a pinch and put it between I, I, your... I lied. <laughs> that was the ingredients for some... Ah, yes, it's all spices its own thing. It sounds like it's a mixture because why not? It's called all spice. No, take, take but a it's pinch. Not. All of the spices, hey! No, I was gonna say take all a pinch right. and Ooh. I'm smelling it first. I'm sniffing. I'm yeah. Tuck it part. under your lip in between your teeth. <laughs> and then just kinda of like shut your What are y'all okay, tasting? All spice. Alright. Yeah, it was awkward to It's mostly just still on my finger. It it tastes like No, this is okay, no, I'm gonna stick behind my statement all like spice. Gingerbread is the cookie. Player. It's yeah. the second player in this for sure. Maybe ginger that's maybe that's spice. what I'm thinking of. Is what I think is ginger is actually the all or it's the ginger bag. All spices and uh, a lot of right stuff. See, this reminds me more of pumpkin. Like when I carve a jack o' lantern. All spice is a big player in pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, th- it tastes like pumpkin pie. Spice. That's yeah. what it tastes this like. This is yeah. pumpkin beer. That is totally yeah. what I get from no, that. No, all spice is pumpkin beer. Yeah. All okay. right. Now I I'm gonna I'm gonna eat pumpkin beer. I'm gonna eat a pinch of the ginger. <laughs> Oh, I'm serious. Does she have your permission? Or I don't think you're joking. What's yeah, that? No, I was ginger. Like oh, we've already had the ginger. Uh, we didn't taste it. Oh, you're right. We didn't taste it. I'm not getting a whole lot of taste out of the ginger. So the taste okay. is the allspice. The so I'm but the I want to hail yes. back. Yes. I want to hail back to last week. Oh Do we have any oats I can throw in my beer? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, I I have a callback Whoa. to last week. Oh no! And I wanna, it's a time and, frame. And, 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 and I want to know. No, ginger's a negative. <laughs> I want to note the nutmeg right here. Yeah. I think that that drying finish that we got on a lot of those beers last week was that nutmeg that we were tasting because none of us really knew what nutmeg tasted like. For those of us that didn't listen to last week's episode, what was it? It was basically like we we kept seeing nutmeg in the pl- flavor profiles. But we didn't really know what nutmeg tasted like. Right, and, what was and, the style? And, and, and we kept it was winter seasonal. Okay. And so we kept uh we, we, we kept having this like kind of drying spice finish at the end of those beers. And we were like, maybe that's the nutmeg. And I'm gonna tell you, it was the nutmeg. Like, I'll see an allegory. Okay. I wasn't there last week, but I know what you're talking the, about. Yes. I'll see an allegory. Because I, I just tasted some of the ginger powder and there wasn't it's a light hit, man. Well, I, see, I didn't get a whole lot of flavor. Yeah, okay, it, it was like really drying. The flavor that I'm getting from this beer 
is hands down the allspice. Spice. Sample, I'm right there with it's you. I don't really get anything from the ginger either. It was kind of drying no. and maybe a little bit bitter on the finish. Ginger was a yeah. light hit. But see, I'm, I don't get flavor. It was kind of bitter <clears throat> on the finish. But it was a burn. It was like a. It was like a flavorful vodka. It was like a spice. Uh, yeah, that makes it a flavorful but, vodka, right? right? Like, yeah. In this beer, what I thought was ginger, gingerbread, ginger, you know, whatever, ginger snap. It's the allspice, like hands down. That's yeah. what it is. But see, when I think allspice in a beer, I think the pumpkin beer. Because we've talked about how much pumpkin beer is allspice, but it tastes different there than it does in this, yeah. which I don't understand. Maybe it's the cinnamon that changes the flavor profile slightly because you don't get cinnamon in an autumn seasonal, but you do get it in a winter seasonal. You know, I don't get oh. much from a nutmeg either. I think allspice and nutmeg yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what we were tasting last week as well. In cooking yeah. and in cooking and in seasonal beers, those two are combined. But I think constantly. The, I think the cinnamon is kind of what it twists it slightly from autumn seasonal to winter seasonal because you'll get some of the same spices in both, the nutmeg, the allspice, the you know whatever, but it's the cinnamon that you don't get in the autumn. Yeah, it's it's the, like the absence of pumpkin and the slight twist of the ratio of spices. But even like you said, pumpkin pie is allspice. Sure. So that's quote-unquote pumpkin as far as you would equate it to food. You associate pumpkin pie not with pumpkins, but with the spice that right. is within. Right, yes. exactly. Which is yeah. allspice. I'd love to add some lactic. Was it lactic? You're disgusting. Whatever. Lactic acid? Lactic. You want a sour? Pellicle? Yes. You want to put a sour, sour, sour yeah. gingerbread man? Yeah, get some lactic acid mm, uh, yeah. and uh, some Brettanomyces. Not the drop buttons. <laughs> oh god! Lactobacillus is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I would love to taste this as a sour. Most of us that know we can't pronounce the word just say lacto. Next up, we're going wild fermentation. Five palatability rating. Done that. You still haven't put it. Poundability on the ginger snap. Ugh. For this one, I'm going to say five. five. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to agree five. I'm because going down to a three. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. It I'm going to say four. I think five might be one of my lowest poundabilities. I'm, huh. My <clears> tongue's <throat> still burning from the ginger. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah, hold on. How much is you the spice that we ate? Ginger. Affecting the, how much is the spice that we ate affecting the beer that I'm oh, drinking? Oh, quite a bit. Because I still have like a tingle on the front of my tongue from the little uh, pinch of ginger that I, I tried to make the allspice a thing of chaw, and I and it's still there. <laughs> Travis, you gonna be able to drink five gallons well, of this? Well, I've made five gallons of this, so <laughs> let me know how that works out for you. you I'd know. be interested to try it, obviously, but I, don't know I could if I'd do be one glass a day for fifty-two days. Fifty-two days is several months. That's a month and a half. Not several, just a month and a half. I can't add. I'm sorry. I can do one glass, one glass before going to work, and then one glass after. Before, then, then I double. That reduces oh, you to just under a month. And then going to work after of drinking. Well, what if I drink at like three a.m.? 
I never do that. So and is that wait, really before to, work or is that before bed? You yeah. have to wake up early to chug <laughs> yeah. a glass of beer that you didn't want. Well, if it's for the craft, then it's for the craft. Craft has a K in it at this point, doesn't it? Now I'm starting to get the really bitter, nasty yeah, taste in my see? mouth. Yeah, see? All right. So aftertaste. It's the same thing like the five minutes later. <laughs> so let's cancel out all nutmeg and ginger and just do all cinnamon and allspice. And then everyone's happy. Yep. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe. No. So we we, we, we get Gotta drink that allspice beer. Poundability five. I never yeah. said it. Okay. You just said it. So Powers is out of five. <clears throat> well, thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of Brew Styles, where the topic of discussion was thank you beer, for asking. beginner brew kit. Brew kits. Allegedly. No. Join us next week as we get a little meaty. Intermediate brew kit. Next week is mead, what, 3.0? Two? No, I think it's three. Three? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's okay, a it, it's a point oh. Bye. Because I am drunk. He is. <laughs>